Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Pilot Light, a podcast where we talk about the first episode of a TV show, and then we talk about it. I've mentioned that. Uh, my <laughs> name's David, um, and I am less than coherent this evening. Uh, my name's Sam, and, and um, is this The Incredibles? Is that what we're watching? Pixar something? I don't know. Uh, and I'm Joe, and it's, it's kind of like peeing your pants. <laughs> well, this is. Yes, it's exactly yeah. like urinating all over your legs. Um, this week we watched uh, the this year's uh, Invincible, uh, the superhero genre cartoon for adults um, on Amazon Prime. Uh, thanks this to year, it's last last month. Last, last month, last month. It's currently releasing weekly, I think, and there's going to be six episodes, and there are four out. Uh, we obviously watched the first yeah. one. Um, so, so what were our thoughts here? I mean, Joe, you you recommended it. I hadn't even heard of it i don't know um i was just basically i think looking at shows and then this kind of popped up and it's recent and it was getting quite good reviews and then yeah just like a little bit of reading about it it seemed quite an interesting kind of take and i know we've done you were saying we've done quite a few superhero kind of things recently but this is kind of superhero us on the podcast and was- us as a culture us as in disney <laughs> everyone's fucking too too much Yes, it's true. There's some, there's um, some like um, cultural psyche thing going on about superheroes that we are, we're, we're we're going to enjoy talking about in about ten years. We're like, oh, remember all that? Remember all those superheroes? Let's get back to our westerns. That's what I want. I want more westerns. <laughs> Superhero westerns, Sam. That's yeah. what it's going to be. In in this show, in case you haven't heard about it, and just a heads up, we are going to be spoiling at least the first episode, <clears throat> probably many more after that. Um, in this show, it's an animal is an adult animated series based on the Skybound image comic about a teenager whose father is the most powerful hero, uh, superhero on the planet. It's kind of like a, it's like a, it's like a, a growing up superhero story. You know, my it's dad, a superhero. It's, it's a superhero going through puberty, yeah, coming of age. Yeah, that's yeah. the yeah yeah, and it's it's one of those like weird shows. Even just how it looks, like the animation is kind of a bit odd, a bit, a bit not not in a bad way, just in a oh, you know, you could have it's noticed. Like, it's like it. a graphic novel. It's it looks, like a gra- it looks graphic novel kind like of a nineties Saturday morning cartoon. Um, yes, specifically talking about the look of it, all of the like, um, all the close shots with characters are okay. I think any establishing shot with any kind of landscape looks like shit. It looks like mm. He Man. And I'm sure that must be like a very intentional aesthetic they're going for because, yeah. um, and not just shit animation, not just shit animation. animation. Either way, it, I don't think it detracts from the show as such. But no. it, you do notice, like, why does this look like shit as a helicopter? Like, why does that look so bad? It's not mm-hmm. going to be because of lack of, of like budget because as we get into the cast in this is pretty stacked so it's obviously intentional. Um, it looks like a graphic novel. It very much looks like a, almost like a graphic novel um, on TV. Um, yeah. So, so why don't you tell us a bit about the uh, work? Well, I guess there's sausage making involved in this, Joe. Um, <laughs> this was your suggestion. <laughs> the sausage making. The case. sausage making um, is my favourite <laughs> term to use on the podcast. Here we go. Yeah. So who? Um, yeah, where did it come from, Joe? Um, so this is basically um, from the um, writer of the comic book uh, of the graphic novel The Walking Dead. Uh, that's his most famous work. But this is Robert Kirkman, mm-hmm. um, and he also wrote this one. So um, which becomes kind of obvious once you start looking into the cast again. We'll get that into that a little bit later. But um, there's an awful lot of the cast from the Walking Dead TV show voice the characters in this. Um, so that's kind of where this one came from, and I don't know about you guys, but like when I was watching it, and okay, we'll get into the plot and some of the things that happens, but some of the like, it, it gets quite dark, quite kind of brutal later on, and I'm like, this this, this is like the Walking quite. Dead. <laughs> this quite. This is like the Walking of, Dead. This kind of follows in the um, Zack Snyder has been on my mind this last couple of weeks. Um, it follows in the Zack Snyder like, oh, it's got to be dark, it's got to be brutal, people got to get their fucking heads chopped off. Um, but like, it's got there's quite Literally. a lot of levity around it. Like this is quite a, this episode especially is quite funny, but like not necessarily <laughs> in a. I think it's quite competently funny rather than they're not striving to make loads of like no one's throwing pies although maybe they should. No. Um, yeah. But like it's so we open. Um, and we'll get into the plot properly in a minute. We open on uh, a John Hamm voice security guard talking to his buddy, 
about like is that John Ham. Yeah, that's John Ham. Yes, you got. Yeah. Um, why, why is John Ham in this? Like, we'll get into the insane stunt casting in this TV show in a minute. Actually, right, go on. But he voices the security guard. He's talking to his buddy about like he starts weeping basically about his stepson who had a drug problem and he's over it and he's like, I'm so proud of him and like I never had a son of my own. It's a really like touching yeah. emotional scene for a character who is not a character in this. And, like, it's two minutes of this, and I'm like, what am I watching? What exactly am I watching? 100%. What the hell? What's going like, on? I knew I knew nothing about this at, at all. Nothing about this. The only thing I did notice as I was loading up on Amazon Prime was, like, adult animated. Hmm. Like, so that's a that's something that is, that is like, a distinction between animated TV and adult animated and for the, TV. The the first 37 minutes, you could almost sit there and go, why is this for an adult? And then, yeah, the last ten minutes. Yep. That's why. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this, think... this, this guy. This guy did Walking Dead. Yeah, I can see that now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last ten minutes, and, and we'll come to it in the plot discussion. But the last ten minutes, when we get some absolutely, like, quite shocking violence. Like, I found it quite. Like... I found it quite cathartic after the Snyder cut. To be honest, like <laughs> honestly, I was like, ah, good. Right good. here, officer. Here he is. Right, that one there, right there, please. Um, I, <laughs> I, I do, I, yeah. I do think it's it's kind of like it is. It is quite shocking, but but yeah, this is this is one of those shows that it's a slow burn. I think this is this opening episode, isn't it? And we get to we get to kind of explore the universe, the world that's been created th- uh, f- through the comics and Can the we various just say different... created or ripped off wholesale from Marvel and DC. It, the character, well, I... the main character, is called Mark Grayson, and I was like, Grayson, and again, didn't know anything about it. Grayson, I was like, well, like, flying Graysons. This is a Batman-like thing, um, and the the similarities and the like wholesale theft. I don't know how this isn't copyright infringement. Um, I think it's an homage. I think all of this, yeah, is, is it, an homage. does it count as like satire almost? I think so because you've got you've got your um, you've got your kind of like Batman character who looks. Pretty much like Batman. Well, you've like got your Guardians of the Globe, and we could maybe go through them just briefly because there are some funny sort of like silly bits in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So while you look up the cast, Dave, I, I think there's there's a good um, there's a good like array of different characters, and and it's it, for me what I found a little bit kind of a little bit like weird was how the the, the kind of tone. On the uh, for for the first ten or so minutes, like I wasn't really sure what they were going for. I again, I knew nothing about it. I saw adult animate, and I thought, is this going to be like a comedy? Is this going to be like a, a gross out sweary comedy where a bit like Archer, you know Oops. that type of <laughs> Oops. whatever, a bit like Archer where you've got like it's like a spoof with loads of funny adult things in it in that in that sense. And it kind of wasn't that. It's actually quite genuine. It's quite um, earnest, I think, in terms of the story. Story it's trying to tell. Well, like any. But then story we get to can. see some it's of these a story characters. Story about and fathers like, and sons. Yes. Oh, for yeah. God's sake! Come, let's again. Let's park a discussion about that in a minute because I'm getting so bored of this shit. Honestly. Well, let's let's run through the, uh, the 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 sort of cast we get in this episode, and we'll not dwell on any of these guys because there's not a lot to talk about here. Um, so obviously the the main character Mark Grayson he's our he's invincible he's that character um, and he's son of Superman he's essentially like all the character bio you need for this guy yeah son of um, Superman yeah. son of Superman Om- Omni Man yes. <laughs> Superman uh, although I will say I will say J K Simmons a character who both sounds and looks like J K Simmons and is also Superman is superior to actual Superman um, so you get Stephen Yuen Yuen Stephen Yuen um, voices yeah. Mark Grayson, and he's Glenn from The Walking Dead, uh, Walking which Dead, is basically yes. be listing Walking Dead characters here. Um, yes. J.K. Simmons uh, voices his father, so he basically Superman, although in this they call him Omni Man because of you know copyright issues. Um, and I Sandra to... Oh doing a pretty, I pretty good performance as the mother actually. Oh, yeah. I thought she enjoyed. Um, yeah, Sandra O's good. Um, I know, I know her from watching endless episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Anyway, um, the I I really like I really I, I just have a moment for J.K. Simmons because that man is J. Just Jonah J.K. Simmons. It's J. His his performance as J. Jonah, uh, J. J. Jonah Jameson in two thousand three or two thousand two Spider Man is like one of my favorite movie performances of all time. 
like I just love his energy and like the way he looks in that and then they basically copy that no they don't well, copy it because it's a character but it, it looks exactly the same just you know, a side the... note Sam because he won't be aware of it in the new Spider-Man films he is still in the, he's in them as J. Jonah Jameson except rather than running a newspaper in the new universe he's got like a oh who's that like big Trump supporter who's got the talk show and he's like yeah the really right wing guy that he J J Jonah Jameson has a show like that in the new Spider Man. Spider Man and the, the but video it's still, game as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but it's still J K Simmons, and I'm like, yes. If this is the one thing, the one thing the Tobey Maguire trilogy gave us, it's J K Simmons in Spider Man. Whoa. Whoa, I will not have a word said against those. Well, the first film, the, the others are trash, but <laughs> I, I, will I, have, I do like. I that. will have lots of words to say about 48 year old Tobey Maguire playing Spider Man. Thank you very <laughs> right. much. I, I'm up. Let's do more superheroes. Let's do that next week. Let's do that next week. Yeah. For the movie um, episode. So we'll we will talk more about J.K. Simmons. I'm certain. sorry, um, because he's a big big part of this show, uh, and he's a treasure. Uh, obviously, as we said, um, J.K. Simmons. Please come on our podcast. Uh, so you have the the Justice League, and they're called the Guardians of the Globe. Now I'm just going to reel off the like their superhero names because some of them are funny and some some of them are. Uh, but you've got War Woman. I wonder who that's based on. Um, War Woman. <laughs> War Woman. Um, they're so unimaginative. They really made me laugh, all of them. You've got Green yeah. Ghost, um, Martian Man. Red Rush is probably my favourite character. He's Russian the Flash. Um, you've got uh, Darkwing, who's the, the Batman analogue. And the one that I was a bit like, um, who are you? Is Immortal, like the sort of leader guy. I think he's meant to be... Allegedly, according to um, Wikipedia, it's allegedly meant to be based on like a Superman and a villain from from the Marvel com- from DC Comics. But uh, who cares? Um, yeah, these are all every single one of the actors who voices voices um, these characters appeared in the Walking Dead as series regulars. Yeah, Lauren Lauren Cohen's probably the most the, the biggest one. She was Maggie. In the yeah, Walking yeah. Dead. Um, but they all, every single one of them was on The Walking Dead at one point. And I do say oh. the term actors, because I think we maybe need to, like, it's a weird thing in this, and we see, we've see we seen this for a few years now, but, like, I feel like, can we give voice actors voice work, please, and give actors acting work? <laughs> like, this I don't is, mind... This is... Yeah. I don't mind Sorry, it so I was much, just gonna... but... Go on, Joe. I was just going to say that just like in The Walking Dead, um, these characters all die miserably. But um, we'll get to that. Spoilers, one. Dave, but yeah, they do. I, I'm, I, I, you know, I totally agree, Dave, because it's one of those things of like, let's go back to John Hamm. Now, is he in the rest of this? He's, he's literally just in one scene. He's in episode. No, two. He's in. He's in. He's in episode two. He's in, like, in another Scarf. like cutaway scene that's not. So that, it takes away. Palace, it, takes, in fact. it takes away yeah. away from my point slightly, but. You know, there are John Han doesn't need the work. He's he's got plenty of money. Like let's just let's share the performances around. You know, I don't understand. I hate I hate this like stunt casting of having some multimillionaire famous guy come in and do a few lines, you know, which he recorded from his house probably and did, you know, didn't even get dressed. And and there's actors out there who voice actors as you say Dave who are struggling and need the work and all these other things and not just you know let's not just bring in John DiMaggio and all these other these like it's Billy West, Billy West here is again and it's like I just think oh, there's a distinction is a- isn't there I think that I think that all the people in this show are doing a a decent job I think because voice work isn't it's a different skill set to like live action acting I don't want to sort of denigrate anyone on either side of this but there's a different skill set involved uh, Mark CR. Hamill is a Mark Hamill is a, is a character in this um, and he's kind of like the one guy in this that I would consider to be both an actor and a voice actor because I think that he's yeah. like done enough of. Do you know what I mean? He's done enough of both to really sort of merit it. But everyone yeah. else, including J.K. Simmons, like they're very much on the actor side. Like but these let's, are all. Let's, let's like, have a quick. Let's have a quick skim through though, because we've got all of these people we've already mentioned. Um, we also have Zachary Quinto. For some reason, we have Mark Hamill, as yeah. you say. We have Clancy who's, who's Brown. Whose character, by the way? Can I just say his superhero name is Robot? That's literally <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Robot. Exactly, Robot. That's Zachary Quinto. We have Clancy Brown, Mark Hamill, Seth Rogen, Michael Dawn, Worf, John Hamm, Mae Whitman. I mean, there are like lots and lots of very famous. Gillian Jacobs, my hero, Jason Manzukas. 
Days, yeah. Um, yeah. And but but in this so in this first in this first scene, we we kind of get like an introduction to all of these characters. They all have their moment, which I yeah. which I fucking hate. I fucking hate in superhero f- films of like, now it's my turn to punch the bad guy. Now it's my turn to use my unique ability to to. Oh, I just honestly it's tiresome it's tiresome but we but we but we do get like i think it's a pretty cool scene when there's someone trying to attack the these, these two bad guys uh, yeah are trying to attack the white house and i like i like the focus on let's get the civilians out of the way you know and there's a there's some funny bits especially with the red rush like <laughs> zooming name. everyone away Sounds like and then if, funny yeah a plus plus so the flash the flash is zooming everyone everyone away from the danger and then and then um everyone starts throwing up because of the like you know inertia that they're moving so quickly yeah which again to that tonal thing of like i thought this is where we're going i thought oh it's going to be like a satire it's going to be like a funny what happens when these superheroes do silly things um (laughs) and then it wasn't that quite quickly after that point you know what i mean so there's there's just that that tone thing is is very strange but it's a good opening i did i didn't i was curious at least for mm-hmm. like it opens with what i would consider to be the most boring part of any superhero genre thing this they have a big fight <laughs> you mean <coughs> you mean the superhero genre is that yeah i know yeah. it opens with the least intrigue and they do a decent job of it i like these villains i can't remember their names um who were arguing no. about which one of them's the clone i think that's funny but not they do enough of it for it to be amusing and not so much that it like stops the episode dead for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we get to meet Mark Grayson who is the um who's the kind of main character of the show and he's a teenager I think he's about 17 maybe. You know, he's still yes. he's still mm-hmm. in high school and uh he's obviously the son of um a god, Omni-Man. a literal god living in the suburbs. As you Jesus do, Jesus, invincible Christ himself. Yeah, and <laughs> and and I, I, it's quite funny to have like he's basically not hit, hit his superhero hero puberty yet. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's quite late to it as well. Like because by the sounds of it, like you, you know, he should have had them by now. Um, and he's had no powers whatsoever. Um, and he's, he's like, he, like he tries to. There's quite a funny scene when he walks out of the house and he tries to like fly. And he like jumps up in the air and goes about like three feet and then lands again. And the, the yeah. postman or something's looking at him like, "You an idiot." <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it, it's quite a, it's quite a good contrast, isn't it, between like the um, the incredible superheroes we see at the beginning and then uh, you know this loser who's not who hasn't who can't fly who can't do anything. <laughs> Um, yeah, and- we have the high school scene, don't we? And we're introduced to like a couple of other sort of like minor characters. We've got the friend and yeah. um, the bully, the the prospective girlfriend, the woman that he sort of like steps in to tell this bully to leave her alone. Um, the, the woman I'll, he I'll, fails I'll, to protect. I know, and then she kicks the bully kid. in the balls, and I'm like, yes, yeah. absolutely, women can look after themselves. I, and I he think- then proceeds to ignore as well because then he moves on in, in episode two. He moves on to a different woman, and she's still well. There, she comes so back. But I, w- I was going to say that they, um, the I'm going to find up find the actor's name. But this 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 lady, <coughs> uh, they redrew the character to look more like the actor, which is always an odd thing when they do because it's a cartoon. It's a voice mm. role. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, I suppose it's yeah, it's a creative choice, isn't it? I did feel like because I, 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 we'll skip ahead a little bit, but we basically get to see Mark Grayson with his superpowers. And again, I have absolutely no knowledge of the comics whatsoever, so maybe this is following a thread that's that's through there. But I was kind of interested in like what happens when a, a superhero isn't a superhero yet, and like mm-hmm. seeing seeing that progress from being. Um, it's Peter Parker living jumping in his, off that building, isn't it? It's yeah, living living in the dad's shadow and not being able to do anything because he hasn't he hasn't hit yeah. puberty yet. I, I, like I felt like I was a bit more. I wanted to see more of that, and we get that we'll get resolved in this episode. Yeah, yeah, maybe his, um, his first manifestation of power is he managed to throw a trash bag into space at work. Yes, um, but I, I, I so think proud what, of himself. what I was expecting though was like a little bit longer. To, to maybe yeah, that would be gradual. the arc of the first yeah. couple yes, but episodes. They just put their foot on the gas, and he's flying around like lifting buildings and things within about thirty seconds. He has which, his own in, costume. In a certain almost... way, actually, I'm glad we just skipped that 
quote yeah. unquote origin story and like maybe you know it, I, I do quite like the whole thing as well though because they do go a little bit into him like finding his powers and I actually really quite enjoyed like him trying to learn to fly because he doesn't know how to do it um, and the first few times like he doesn't know how to land so he's literally just like smashing into the ground at like 100 miles an hour um, and I actually quite enjoyed that because there's like three or four scenes where he's just flying around and then his like arrival is just him creating a crater uh, in the floor <laughs> I quite enjoyed that um, it's a funny bit uh, again like the comedy is 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 somewhat consistent throughout there's a really funny bit early on where they're all fighting outside the white house um and what's well, two funny bits rather um somebody says about the white house like oh there's an attack on the white house don't turn that off and she's like Dude, they burn the White House down like twice a year. Like, who could care anymore? Yeah, uh, which yeah. I mean, nice, it's literally like, the reason it's the White House because it was burnt. Yeah, so painted like, it white, so I don't so, even you know? think the president lives there anymore. Like, it's just <laughs> it's a funny sort of like. Of course, of course, the White House is attacked three times a year in this universe where there are superheroes. Um, mm-hmm. The other bit is Omni Man. Like, um, there are all these uh, Justice League knockoffs are fighting these these blue things, and. Um, one of the the leader of the Justice League is like about to fight this guy, and Omni Man just sort of comes in, and just sort of like flings him away like casually, and it's this nice little like, what a dick! It's a real like they all exchange this look like, oh, this fucking guy's here. He says later on, when in doubt, throw them into space, or someone says yeah. later on, yeah, <laughs> which I think is actually great. Like when that's a brilliant way of dealing with the problem, you know, just. Whoo- and then they're not causing any any more any more trouble. So I, I actually felt really really bad for these two bad guys in this first scene because it's literally about like seven minutes of just getting beat down by about eight different superheroes. Um, I kind of felt bad for them in the end. Yeah, that yeah, is what it is. It. Uh, they come back later in the series um, mm-hmm. in a fun way. Good. The um, so uh, as we progress this episode and we can. I don't know if you guys have got any more on the on the actual on Robert Kirkman and his kind of his involvement in this because I think he's an executive producer of uh, of this. But as you very as quite you, heavily involved, I think because he yeah. he wrote he it was him and I think two other dudes who um, guys individuals um, who wrote and drew the the Walking Dead comic. Um, I'm not sure he was very involved in the TV show, which is, makes it really odd that all these Walking Dead actors are in in this um but uh he was quite he's sort of like the, the not the driving force maybe but you know he's certainly like the, the man at the helm of this uh-huh. um it was Cor- Corey walker um is the other i think is is um also involved in the but there's quite a few ryan otley as well i think in terms of the comics so there's and it's quite it's quite it's quite old isn't it it's from 2002 2003 i think is when this yeah. this first came out so i i had heard of it before but i mean none of yeah. us are massive comic book readers and if we were like are we really reading like the third comic book company um yeah so it's it's a, it, it is, is a it is a kind of there's there's a long standing and there's lots and lots of law. Like I was having a look on the Wikipedia page for the comics, and you get halfway down and there's no there's no headings and you think, oh my god, right? No, I think I'm I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna close the stab. I don't really care about any. I know enough. Yeah, yeah that'd be fine. They're very like all the other superhero Wikipedia pages, except the DC ones are like in the 30s, you know, and the Marvel <laughs> ones as well. You're like, well, at least there's not that. When Superman took down Hitler, yeah, there is a bit of a. So after this point in the episode, then we've just had what did we talk about? We talked about um, the the bully Todd, who Mark Grayson fails to beat up, and then literally that same day, like later that night, his his powers emerge. And He's he lucky because throws... he could have ripped this guy's head off, prison for life, mate. Yeah, well, he throws he <laughs> oh, throws a trash can into space through this kid's face and killed him. He's dead. Yeah, yeah, there was an accident. So, that that's kind of fun, isn't it? And then, and then, and then, let's get to the daddy issues thing now, because he goes and tells his dad, and his dad, like for for some reason, even though he seems to have been like pursuing this and been interested in this, is kind of not that happy or just a bit nonplussed by the whole thing. And I, and I just, you know what, he's a you dick. Know what? He's J.K. a dick. Yeah, is a dick. Only man. He. You know what though? I just can we please get this daddy issue stuff out of my out of my media? Like I'm I'm just I'm dead. To, you know what I think would be better superpower if he actually 
was a good dad. I think that would have been amazing. Unconditional love. You're right, Sam. That would be a better superpower. Unconditional love would be an incredible superpower. Can you imagine? Can you actually imagine if someone could do that? Have Can I imagine a father with unconditional love? No, no, I can't. I literally can't. You literally can't. And I, honestly, honestly, like I just, I don't, I, I felt, I did feel that the Omni-Man stuff um, in terms of his, I thought of Dead Force. I thought, where where is this coming from? We're not given it any of that. Takes up a lot of screen episode. time for. Does. To be honest, like this father son relationship is maybe the least interesting fact. Again, like the least interesting part of this episode. The least interesting thing in media, in all of television and cinema. I couldn't yeah. give a fuck about your daddy's so, issues. Does anything else noteworthy happen before we get to like our mid episode? Well, not mid episode credits, but our like. It's it's, it's basically just him like testing his kind of. His superpowers and deciding on a name and finding a suit. I did. I did like how they were. I did like how they did the whole him going up and learning to fly. Like he's, you know, he had. He was learning to ride yeah. his bike with his dad, and mm-hmm. and and the, you reference. I quite, um, I quite liked the AEM scene where they're playing um, baseball as well, catch up in the sky. That was quite good. Um, so they're like literally one's facing one way, one the other, and they're like throwing the ball right the way around I mean, the earth. How many passenger jets does this thing take out on its way around? The <laughs> like because it well, goes he, back to a mountain. A wad yeah. of birds just just being dragged by its wake, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, and it's it, the sort it, of thing you can do in animation. I think that like in a movie, like you don't really have time for this shite because it's a two-hour movie. And I do appreciate that you get you get some stuff here that you don't really get in a lot of like superhero stuff. You know, you get them sort of you know, flying in the sky, throwing a ball at each other around the earth, and you get they have a race to Mount Everest later on, and like you know, you get some fun little like we're both fucking immortal gods scenes that that are kind of kind of funny, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And- it's it's that I, I I do enjoy that like again it's the minutia of being a superhero, not not to the extent of fucking Falcon and the Winter Soldier when we're going to get a bank loan. I mean you know not that level of minutia. Please please God stop. But the the level of minutia where you're like oh learning how to fly like you'd have to you'd have yeah. to learn how to do. I don't it need to see the cops racially profile superheroes, but no, like. I'm good. And you, know, you need your dad to, to teach you how to fly because he's Superman. Like, there's lots of things which we don't really get um, much. We don't really get much um, kind of interest in. Sorry if there was a phone call there, but so there's lots of there's lots of fun things that we see in this, and then it kind of gets into the regular superhero. We stuff have the turn, don't we? Uh, the regular like superhero things, in. kind of. It, I mean, this episode, well, no, we I have meant, the... I meant, sorry, I meant Mark Grayson flying around, doing his thing, pretending, you know, fighting bad bad yeah, guys, getting, getting his ass kicked a little bit by bad guys until yeah. he figures out what he's we doing. We have some funny shots fired at other other properties. Um, he makes fun of what stupid name Kickasses. Um, he goes. <laughs> Oh, what about ass kicker? No, that's a fucking stupid name. And um, we move on to the next scene. Um, are you talking about when he like puts on his fake suit and he goes to? Yeah, but it's boring. So who cares? Let's talk about. Yeah. It's your typical like yeah. Spider-Man like catching you know people who've robbed bodegas sort of thing scene, <laughs> and it's like you need it, but ultimately it doesn't really. More, it's more of a. Oh, well, now we're on to the next thing. We meet Mark Hamill, who's the tailor in this, by the way. Um, oh. Fucking needless casting. Christ almighty. <laughs> it does make you wonder, like, how did they get all these people? Like, I know money, but you don't have limitless money. <laughs> yeah, but Mark Hamill's did, not Dave. getting out of bed. He's 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 not like he's not doing this for the money. Again, Mark Hamill has more money than God. Every time no, he says Star really Wars, Mark like, Hamill oh, Mark, gets a check. Mark, I know you're like you're recording voices for the Joker and you've got this Star Wars stuff going on, and obviously you're all over Twitter at the same time as having a life and all of that. Um, could you possibly come and voice this really, really disposable uh, Taylor character in this TV show? I promise, I promise it's only going to take four and a half minutes of your time. Yeah, That's um, the thing, though. Like, it literally, like, you know, you could almost understand it if he was one of the main cast, but he isn't. He's, he's a nobody. He isn't a superhero. He's in it for, like, five minutes. I didn't even <laughs> notice it was him. And that's no. probably a good thing. And that a similar thing with John Hamm, like if you've got Mark Hamill, like you kind of want Mark Hamill in. You, do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't want yeah. like John and Hamm I appearing as a weird security guard who's not involved with the rest of the characters. Is a bit like um, 
Why? And you'll have to answer the question, does he appear in any of the rescues? He doesn't appear in... I've seen episode two, and he doesn't appear in I've that. watched... I, I, the four episodes that are out, I've watched all four of them, and I don't think he reappears... <laughs> so, I mean, so literally we've in already one got the costume. We get the costume by the end of this episode. So what else can he do? Like, yeah. What else do you need this tailor for? He's maybe going to come like an Alfred the Butler type, you know? I thought that, but then like, but why? Why would you need like an Alfred the Butler type? Just to take the just to take the piss out of Alfred the Your Butler. Your dad's god. Why would you need a butler also? <laughs> yes, although as we'll discuss would... at the end of the episode, his dad's god, but a dick. Well, so let's get into the end because like that's the money shot in this episode. Really, 30, thirty-seven minutes is it when it comes out of nowhere. Well, well, thirty-seven <laughs> minutes, and I was like, oh, cool, it's over, and I and I thought it was a similar thing to um, uh, Wonder Vision, which has like. 40 minutes of credits you know it's so long and then it's just the credits at the end and i thought oh well there we go it's going to be 10 minutes of translated by whatever else and then it, it went to that weird like invincible created by whatever and then it quite quickly just went away and we carry on I thought, mm-hmm. okay that's fine it was rushing flash on a date that's what yeah. it was it so the, que- the question i have and this is maybe answered later on but in um it's slightly earlier than this Omni-Man punches his son really hard and he kind of goes down hurt and he's a bit like, oh, again, daddy issues. Wah. But there's also... Um, My dad viciously assaulted me and he's uh, God, so it hurt. Fair, so, <laughs> <laughs> And then later on we get to see that he's actually incredibly evil and violent and something has taken over him or he is evil and whatever else. But Has there's, twin, I, something. I wonder. I wonder if there's a bit of foreshadowing there with the violence that he, that he hits his son with, and if that's kind of like hinting that this guy is an absolute maniac, or well, if it's just unrelated. There is this kind of like because he's not. It's established in this episode. He's not. He's not a member of this like Justice League. He thinks he's above it because he's God. He is, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's like. Literally. He's like. I don't. I don't really do teams, guys, and. Um, I'm not going to try not to spoil it for you guys at all either, uh, or for the audience. <laughs> I such, don't but care. You don't get like a, you still. I've watched four episodes and we still don't have like a clear indication of why he's doing these things. However, you do get like instances of oh, this guy, like you know, he's not Superman. He's not like oh, I must not harm these people. Like yeah. he is pretty ruthless. And I think like yeah. I wouldn't say like and obviously we just watch him murder seven like superheroes in this end scene Sam. So I get what you mean, three like, minutes. Massively yeah. evil. But like you get the feeling there's some sort of like agenda. There's some reason he's done mm-hmm. it. He's mm-hmm. not just murdering them for the sake of murdering mm-hmm. them. Like apparently he's yeah, more powerful than all of that you know of Justice League this, combined. But that which is the, is the problem with Superman is that he mm-hmm. is more powerful than everyone else, Joe, because he's God. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So this was, yeah. for me, after watching the Justice League as well, <laughs> gonna like, say. really, really cathartic, like, oh, yes. They're all as dead. the destroyer of all <laughs> tension this feels that good. is Superman. You know, it, it is, it is, it is start, as, we, as we said, it is startlingly violent. I actually quite enjoyed, like, I, I enjoyed not necessarily the gore, but, like, the... The, the way that the show just went, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now, and, and completely turned <laughs> Start on, nowhere. A, on a pivot. I, I mean, we get to see, like, literally he squeezes Red Rush's Russian, head. Red Russian flash, yeah. Pops like a cabbage. Until it, like, explodes in, like, the glorious... With, with the Batman analogue, he just grabs him and, like, swings him by the feet into the wall, and he's dead. It's just like his spine pops out, and you're like, oh, because that's just a dude. He hasn't bit, even got any superpowers. That's just what, a dude. Wonder Woman, when he he snaps her head, yeah, all the way round, and then she throws up blood while her head is backwards. Which you kind of think, well, yeah, like the or everything would be connected if still not, you know. That oh, it's it's very very violent. I the fish he like literally brains as well. Like he literally brains the fish and oh, yeah, thank the lizard God, thing he, kills, he like rips he kills in half. Rob Schneider. The fish. I mean, what Aquaman. Is, what is the fish? What is the fish? But the, that, the fish is a great, like, isn't Aquaman <laughs> fucking stupid? And you're like, Aquaman yeah, stupid. Aquaman is fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me <laughs> of that joke where you're like, what would you prefer? The mermaid, like the fish head mermaid with, with, with fish, like human legs, yeah. or the other way around? Like, what would be better? You know, it's, but there's, they, yeah, there's just lots of, like, there's lots of interesting ways to die here. But again, I'm just, maybe tonally, the first like, 30 minutes doesn't really match the end and there's a there's a lot that changes 
at that point you think, oh, okay, so this is what type of show it is. And I and I and I wonder in terms of just like the practicalities of attracting an audience, if you'd not be better off maybe leading with that, maybe having a little bit of a a, a you know a scene before where we get to see Omni Man, you know his hulking figure breathing, and then we see the array of bodies, and then from that point you're like, oh okay, something's going to happen. You know, it's I, almost sorry, just to last, gone, just to finish sorry. the point. It's almost like you know foreshadowing is is good storytelling and if you tell people what's going to happen before it happens they can kind of get into it a little bit more i think this works though as like a shock factor thing I don't, i'll let you come yeah. in a second joe um but for me this certainly is like oh well that was quite like you said sam you get your credits and you're like oh well, that was a somewhat interesting but i probably at that point was like i probably won't watch any more of this but you have the credits and then it's like this ain't yo mama's justice league and you get that <laughs> moment of like oh shit why is anything happening like this? And that's what makes me want to come back and watch the next episode. And you're shaking your head at me, and I'm not sure if it's at me, but like, um, it very much is just kind of like a, what is everyone's deal? What's happening here? Um, and I don't know if you felt the same, Joe. Um, I, I really quite liked it, yeah, because, I mean, everything leading up to this point had been that, like, like you say, it was fine, but it wasn't anything that I was really that interested in going forward with. There's some funny bits, but it was just like any other sort of, almost like a superhero cartoon. And I was kind of questioning, it's like, why is this for adults? There's like some little bits kind of in the build-up, you know, like... But there's, there's nothing there. They're alluding to yeah. certain things. It's not like... But, you know. but there's nothing there that I'd be like, you know, adult, really? I mean, you know, there's worse. And then it gets to the credits. And, and even even that bit starts like dead kind of light because the Russian flash is on a date and he makes a joke because he basically goes and rescues somebody dead quickly and then comes back and she like lectures him about like leaving in the date when he told her he wouldn't do that um, and they, stuff like they that. They flesh um, out these like Justice League characters. Like... Do. Some of them, uh-huh. like a, like you get um, Russian Flash, Red, Red Rush. I really liked, I really liked this character in this performance, and then mm-hmm. he's murdered, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we get no more of him. Um, and the, the Marshall comes guy out of as nowhere. Well, you get like a nice scene with him and a kid, mm-hmm. and then he's yeah. murdered, and it's a bit like, yeah. oh, well, and, I was, I thought, oh, that's an interesting character, and it all leads to it coming out of absolutely nowhere. Um, and I quite liked that because you know you, 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 you kind of got something was wrong when they're all kind of stood in in this building that where the Justice League meet. I, I don't know what it was, um, and they're all stood there like, "Who called us here? What's going on? Nobody's here." And then you see like Omni Man appear, and you kind of like something's going down here. Yeah. And then he just basically murders them all in about three minutes flat. Um, and that that kind of went. You know what? This 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 is interesting. It's doing something <laughs> different, isn't it? Um, I yeah. would say that as. As usual, we've done forty minutes, so well, let's talk about the actual uh, the the first episodiness of that. This, I think, that's what makes this a really good opening episode to a series. Um, not necessarily like I think they do a, an adequate job of establishing most of our characters in this. But I think it's this sort of like post credit scene with the murdering of the Justice League that's really like a hmm. Maybe I do have a reason to want to know what's happened here. It it, it is curious, isn't it? And you do wonder like. Where so if we don't have the justice, if we don't have the Avengers Justice League, whatever analog, where's this show going to go? And obviously, there's going to be, you know, because because of Hollywood, there's going to be some conflict between Mark Grayson and his his dad Omni Man, and that's going to be the the main thread mm-hmm. throughout the show, I imagine. And maybe you can enlighten us there, Dave, with your your further watching of this. But it's it's, it's it, sort it, of half a mystery. Like a oh, why did he do this thing? And everyone's you've got different people in within the show trying to figure it out, um, and you get quite still get quite a lot of the Mark Grayson kind of like coming up as a superhero and learning different things. You get a lot of that and some teenage stuff and and that teenage Justice League appears, yeah, kind of yeah. Teenage you Justice get like League, yeah. teenage Justice. You get you get new superheroes and like we meet these new characters who are going to be the sort of the actual voice cast of this as opposed to. This Justice League yeah. that we get killed. Who, who are still ridiculously like big names, like Gillian Jacobs and um, um Yeah, but it's Zachary teasing Quindle it out and... a little, I think. And it's but it's not quite what you'd expect either way. It's not like a full oh, now it's really dark and we're gonna have this you know, he's you know he's gonna go after his dad or anything like that. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a slow build. And again, we I think we mentioned off the top, there's only gonna be six episodes of this in this season. 
So, yep. like, they've not really got a lot more space to do stuff. So you don't know if yeah. it's just going to be like, well, are we going to resolve this or aren't we? And is that fine if we don't? <laughs> There's also a film that's been in production since, I think, about 2017. I'm not um, sure Seth if wrote... that has been canned yeah. in favour of this. Nope. Um, so Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are attached as writers and directors with Universal Picture Distributing. And Kirkman has said, Robert Kirkman, the, the series creator, said that it's still in development in uh, as, as recently as January, and, and uh, Rogan and Goldberg are still involved. So I think there's there's potential for whatever limited space that we get to explore in this being um, further developed in a in a movie, which might be all right. Pro- probably won't be anima- animated though. I imagine or la- animated like this. I think we're going to have, you know, for a film, you're going to have to have it as a either um live action or i don't know significant i could really get on board with like a 1980s transformers-esque like film <laughs> with all these famous actors and really shitty animation designed to sell toys i could really get behind it because it's it's gonna play on that kind of like where's where's the naked capitalism <laughs> like where's the just absolutely we we don't give a shit about we pay until they get red in korea 46 cents to animate <laughs> 17 hours of footage and buy the action figures only 49.95 accessories yeah. yeah. we're all on board we're all on board with the animation until they get red wine out of the fridge and then that's where we draw the line really really bothered me I, I, I'm going to stop here the, in episode 4 of this the mother opens the fridge and they're obviously doing like a um, I'm going to keep saying shots as if this is shot on a camera because they are kind of going for that feel like yeah. she opens the fridge and we see her through the fridge and she grabs this bottle of wine that stood on the shelf in the fridge by the way not on the, in the door again like cardinal sin bottles go in the door um, especially open bottles <laughs> and she grabs this yeah. bottle which is clearly like a Merlot she gets the bottle, she pours it into a glass and she drinks it and I'm like this woman is the biggest monster in this TV show like who's drinking <laughs> chilled Merlot and I, it really, really offended me um, Welcome to Winecast, where we complain about the um, idiots and their wine drinking choices. Um, anyone drinking Malo should fuck off and die anyway. So I don't know what's going on with that. I'm not quite as um, quite as genocidey about people who cabs off Malo, for but life. You should be drinking it at room temperature. Um, <laughs> you should, yeah. yeah, put it put it next to the oven. That's a good tip if you're you know if you're a little bit, little bit chilly in the winter. If you live in the UK the and it's almost any time of the year, yes, it helps. <laughs> yeah. 25 degrees outside, put it next to the oven to cool to, to warm it up because it's still going to be chilled. Um, we're talking about wine, which maybe suggests to me that we've perhaps reached the end of our discussion about Invincible. Dave, you've ca- so you've got two more episodes left. Joe, are you going to carry on watching this? I've watched the, I've watched two episodes, so I watched the second episode today, um, and it kind of continues in a very similar theme almost. But again, you do get to see again. Don't want to ruin anything for you, Sam, but I don't think you're going to watch. No, ruin it. Anymore, I don't, so care, don't care, and we've already said spoilers, um, so. Yeah, um, so you know you get another kind of glimpse at Omni Man losing his shit. Um, so there's like aliens invade from another dimension. Is it genocide in through... episode two, Joe? Yes, he basically yeah. goes through. He basically after he recovers. So when he kills the Justice League, he does like need hospital treatment pretty badly. Um, but when he recovers, um, there's this group of aliens who've been invading throughout the episode in episode two, and the teenage Justice League have been trying to like defeat them, and they keep coming back. Um, so anyway, Omni Man then recovers and decides to take it to the universe. So he goes through and he literally kills every single one of these aliens. But he's in not very like killing ways. them, Sam. He's like. Throw meteors at the planet. He is like <laughs> launching their own nukes. He decimates the surface of this planet. Like it's he not does. like a oh you can't come back here. I've slapped your head guy around. He the women and the children like <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, at least he salts the earth. He salts the earth. That's what he does. Mark goes back and he's like oh mum dad went through this portal and like I don't know what's happened to him and she's like oh so he's gonna be late for dinner then and he's like what and he's like. Me and his dad have been together for like twenty years. This is not the first time he's gone to like slap some aliens around, and the son's like. And then he just walks what? back through the door. He yeah. walks back through the door with a full beard, 
because he's been gone for like quite a long time in in time, time. dilation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He comes back with a full beard, like filthy. And he's like, I'm gonna go for a shower, and it's all fine. <laughs> and he is just like he has just killed billions of people. The younglings, everyone, everyone is dead. <laughs> Even the younglings. <laughs> Even the younglings. Um, but at least he goes for a shower, so you know. <coughs> but there um. are some ways like that that it kind of subverts the superhero genre and like. I like this take on Superman where he is a fucking lunatic because he's yeah. more powerful than everybody else. And see, and see, that's maybe where I'm just like, I'm so tired of superheroes. I'm even tired of the satire. I'm even tired of the superheroes. <coughs> like, you're going to have to give me something absolutely, like, tack sharp um, for me to just, I just, like, this is fine. I, I, I didn't hate watch it. I didn't really particularly enjoy it, but I was like, cool, there, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. and that's okay. Like nothing, we don't have to love everything or hate hate, hate everything. Yeah. But I, I do just think for me, there's a superhero malaise here that I, I, I can't quite get over. And and you know what? I have you guys. You can tell me about it and I'll go, oh, cool. And that's fine. Like, you know, Sam, it's fine to and like that's something okay. or exactly. to not like something. Unless, of course, we disagree whenever but that's but on this Fuck occasion um, <laughs> I like this I think it's quite snappily written um, I think that like it's it's funny without being forceful about it I think it's kind mm. of like coincidentally funny well at the same time being intentional it's, it's a light hand is what I'm saying it's not yeah. like bashing you around the face um, I think that it's quite actually quite like a, a run of the mill fairly basic superhero story at its core but they do enough interesting stuff with it that I'm kind of on the hook. I really enjoy this. I think the performances are pretty good as well. Again, the animation is very like He-Man esque, uh, but that's yeah. which has so to be intentional. Has, has to be intentional, yeah, absolutely. But it, yeah. but it is, it is like it does have that same jankiness, which which is very. Um, it's maybe worse, like probably just a little bit too young to be like really have watched He-Man on Saturday mornings on TV. Um, but there's still like a, I do have a nice little nostalgia thing. I think for us, like the animation would be like um, Spider-Man an, uh, animated series yes. from the nineties. Like that is, yeah. it's terrible. But please, someone make a TV show that looks like that because I love I love the, the the aesthetic of it. You know, yeah, yeah. so it's a style choice in of itself, um, Joe. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say I kind of fall on the side of Dave. I went into it expecting not to like it, even though like you know I chose it. Um, I, I went into it because I very much like Sam, you know. Like, uh, yeah, I was on the One Division episode of this, and I, I don't care. Like superheroes, fuck it. I, I have no interest in Marvel anymore. Um, but this kind of hooked me somehow. Um, it's and a like really say, good I've pilot, too. I think it is. Um, it is. It's a very solid pilot. It, it's it different enough to kind of make me want to continue watching it. Um, and you know, I think actually, like the, you know, the killing of the Justice League kind of got me. You know what? Hmm, nice. Hmm, they haven't they like killed War Woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wonder Woman. Yes. Um, <laughs> now what's gonna happen? Um, and the you know at the start of um, episode two as well. That's another thing. Like they do like you know have these people come in and find all of the Justice League like lying dead. And there's this bit where they're like all trying to like give them medical attention and things and you're like, oh they're not going to fucking resuscitate them are they? And it turns out no they're all dead. And you're like, well, they try. <laughs> and it's again like a nice little subversion of oh no they are dead. They are dead. Yeah, when, when you see good. someone's brain I mean that's usually it isn't it? You know, when, when it's like yes. literally plucked out of someone's yeah. head like, is like it, a cherry. Is it the second episode Joe with um, Duplicate uh, the, the the woman who like can duplicate herself. Yeah, so the... there's like a character, and there's some funny things with that. Where essentially what she does in the first fight, she can like change herself. I think three of her or four of her or something. And the first fight is like there are three of her, and her, her job is to run away fast enough and replicate fast enough that as the other two are killed, there's always one alive. <laughs> and I'm not like <laughs> how does that work? Um, but there's a fun scene where uh, one of the again spoilers for episode two of um, of, of Invincible uh, is that the scene with the shower, Joe? Is it is it episode two? Isn't it? Uh, like uh, oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. One where of the, the mum takes um, a shower. Yeah. A Britta from Community comes in and she's like, "Oh hi, Kate. What are you doing?" Blah blah blah. She's at the shower in there, like a they're like their teen team sort of like a mm-hmm. gymnasium, I guess. Whatever. Um, and she's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And she goes into the shower and her boyfriend's in there. Um, and with the other two Kates, like, there's three of them. Um, and it's a really, like, <laughs> that's funny. Um, 
but like again, like give it a subversion of like, yeah, of course teenagers are going to be fucking even even if they have superpowers. Like it's a nice commentary on how you it's going to be even hotter. Oh yeah, superpowers. There I, we I'm go. I'm telling I'll you, man. I'm telling you, Rule Thirty Four that this porn already exists on the internet. Of course it does. Of course it does. <laughs> it was. It was. You know, moments after it was uh, distributed. I must say, the, the other thing, just to like before we go as well, the, the other bit I quite liked in the second episode. So, in the first episode, uh, Mac Grayson or Invincible accidentally ends up in space and obviously can't breathe and he yeah. and like crashes into the earth. The second episode, he has to go and fight somebody in space and he like asks, asks his dad and he says, But if it's in space, you know, there's no oxygen. And he says, So you just don't breathe. And then he realizes he doesn't need to breathe in space. He just takes a really <laughs> big breath when he gets to like. Because he's, <laughs> yeah. he's a god. He's a god. He just takes like, he just gets to like the highest point and goes, and then just flies in space but and that's fights. The fun scene with that, it's like a, they sit down to have. He has this battle with this guy in space, this fight, and they're communicating mm-hmm. with thoughts. And like he has him pinned on the moon, and the, and and he accidentally does like a timeout thing, and the guy goes, "Oh, you're using your timeout," and he's like, "What?" <laughs> and this guy's like, "Oh, well, we'll have a timeout," and they sit down, and he's like, "Oh, so what's going on? What what do you want to talk about? You know?" And he's like, "Why are we having a timeout? Who the fuck are you?" What are you doing here? And he's like, "Oh well, uh, you signed up to the uh, planetary defense protocol test. Uh, my name's whatever his name is." And he goes, um, "And this is uh, this is this is Earth." And he and he's like, uh, "No, this is this is Earth." And he goes with an E. And he goes, "Yeah." And he's like, <laughs> "Shit, I think I'm in the wrong place, man. I'm really sorry about all that." And he fucks off. And it's like a nice little. Oh, he's not a villain at all. He's just yeah. gone. And it's like a because he's just testing the defenses again, yeah, like a nice subversion of like. We don't have to have a fight. This isn't how this guy doesn't have to solve every problem by like kicking the shit out of somebody. In fact, he rarely does that because he's not very good. Yeah, <laughs> and that, and that's it's a fun thing to explore, isn't it? You know, if um, through through the lens of the drudgery that is the rest of of superheroes, I'd perhaps argue. Yeah. So um, I think that's us, isn't it? This has been a good discussion. Yeah. I think it's a good, it's a fun show. I think if you. Presumably, you have listened and watched if you've listened to this, but I think it's a good one to explore a little bit further. And, and um, it's nice to have something that's a little bit different, even yeah, if it I, is just daddy I issues and superheroes. Say, I think we're going to solidly avoid anything fantastical for a couple of weeks. Please, God, I'm gonna. In fact, I'm going to enforce that with my limited um, ability to do so. But I really think let's just let's do some grounded shows. Let's do some a bit more. We're going to do some family, maybe a family sitcom next week and maybe like a, well, we like a murder do... film. A film about people murdering other people. Don't say, of, don't say it, Joe. None of them don't have superpowers. Uh, nobody's a wizard. Let's just have that will be nice, I think. There's no space involved. Let's just yeah. have you know rich white people killing other rich white people for rich yeah. white people reasons. That'd be really Dave, nice. so we're watching. So we're watching the Tudors then, yeah? The Tudors. <laughs> Bit too, is pr- bit too incesty for me, Joe. I'll be honest. I should have said, uh, let's keep the incest to like the you know the the minimum. Let's oh. keep it background level. A bit a bit so. too much for you, Dave, or not enough? Uh, I'm not really sure. One or the other, Sam. I just don't like being. I just don't and, like sitting on the fence. Uh huh. <laughs> and with that, I I it's think either we'll end no the incest or all incest. That's it. <laughs> I think we'll end the episode there. Uh, thanks, guys. It's been fun. We'll, we'll see you next week. <laughs>